Not tomorrow for the week. I think he's a dead set ghost. That's his spraying beer probably all over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't it real you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games you'll see. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. The skull. Well, welcome along to another big week of the semi-pros. Great week to be a Queenslander. Troy Gursky. How good is it, mate? Worst team ever. Woke up with a spring on my step this morning. A little bit tired. Wanted to watch all the the uh, stuff after the game last night, after the great victory. Um, but yeah, mate, as you said, how good is it to be a Queenslander today? Joel, you, you'd be, you got a little bit of maroon in your shirt today. you you got yeah, a spring on your step. Not, not by accident. Exactly, mate. Had one on yesterday too. Confident as. Tell you what, great day to be a Queenslander. Terrible day to be a 4X tinny. <laughs> wouldn't they be copping a hiding? In Byron. Jeez, oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind to be a fly on the wall. That'd be a good time, I'll tell you what. Imagine being a few of those fellas know how to let the hair down and let the, let the dogs out. Imagine being a local. See Dusty Byron. Martin and follow the fish. They're, they're going down too. That's what, um, when Munster was on the mic, someone ran up and said, the fish is coming to Byron. Yeah, she'd be a wild crew down there. Stafford Brothers. Get out of town. Yeah. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> Absolutely wild show. So, and that's where we kick things off, as we always do, thanks to Fatburgers. Chewing the fat, we review Origin 3. Well, he's, let's talk about that man, Munster. He missed Game 2, as we know. Well, he played, but he didn't. How, I don't know, what can you say? How good is he? Oh, he's he's got that as we spoke. He's got that touch of brilliance, hasn't he? Um, like that that one try he laid on last uh, last night with the the kick, little kick through to get around the outside. But the best part of that play was the gather and kick in Go one motion again. to yeah. get it through, yeah. like which forced the mistake. And then you know the rest is history. You know the kick, but. Yeah, he, he terrorised that right-hand edge defence of New South Wales. He, he pinpointed it early. Obviously, Wayne, that they've they've pinpointed it, and Munster just terrorised them all night. Just went back there and back there um, and got the results. Isn't so. he one of those players that's sort of like such fleet-footed and must be like as strong as a bull? I remember at one stage there, he had Junior Paulo by, just about by the throat and pinning him up, and then he had a back rower against his other arm. I think it might have been Travojevic, and he's just sort of held them both at bay. They're obviously wrestling, trying to get him at the ground, but he... He must be that strong and awkward. You know, like that Josh Dugan, stop, like when he was in his prime, sort of all elbows and they can't tackle him and they're like, they've got spiders on him. He, he he just, um, he's like that, but he's got that class of brilliance too to go along with it, hasn't he? Like that the flair, the left foot step that he can just create something out of nothing. That, that as you're talking about, that power and uh, and the ability to, to brush tackles, that is is so Wally Lewis-like, isn't yeah. it? Like, he didn't look as big. That's they, right. They both don't look that big, but they actually are a bit bigger than you think. Well, they don't him, look like the, your traditional footballer. Like they're not yeah. jacked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Munster, if he ripped his kid off, he wouldn't be like shredded to bits like some of the other, you know, like those pr- proper footballers are, but they all, they make it work. Same with Wally. You know, that, that's that same sort of style that you're sort of talking about. Yeah, but yeah, it's just that ability to play off the cuff that uh, made yeah. the difference. But mind you, like the forwards laid the platform, yeah, didn't they, last outstanding. night? Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And gave him the ability to do what he did. For sure, for sure. And, that, and that's where you look at it. So you, you talk about, <laughs> cliche, you know, forwards lay the platform. But I thought 
we really miss Christian Welch in game yeah. two. Lindsay Collins Lindsay off Collins. the bench. What pa- a man. Papali does the same thing all the time. You just know what he's going to do. Even that, I was probably critical of Tino Fumasal Malawi in the first game, but he's been He stepped up. He was good in game two. two when we lost, actually. Yeah. 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 He yeah. showed that bit of prick that we needed to in game two. It sort of obviously carried into the game three and sort of get on my shoulders here, boys. Let's, let's take him this way. Jake Friend, same thing. Friend, he was, was unreal. He Harry Grant, outstanding. 60 minutes on debut. Try. How's friend but like so he's waited thirteen years. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's it. and played like he had a cracking series. Like he But you'd pick him again next year and play that small side of side like they did, you know, Depend, in terms yeah. of with Grant and Friend, you know, if he's playing the same sort of footy, you know, like you said, waited thirteen years, got his crack. If he's still playing as good as what he is now, you'd still pick him. You'd pick Grant. The problem is Grant's going to be a 90, an 80-minute yeah, player. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, and he's had the blooding now of, of the one game in Origin. Yeah, but his, um, his stiff defence, like he's probably made 50 tackles a game, all three games there, yeah. friend. Um, yeah, he was inspirational. And, yeah, what Grant did off the bench, he, he did what Cook's supposed to do. Mm. Um, mm. Cook really didn't really sh- fire too many shots during the whole series, I didn't think. Um Game two, he, had, he was getting out of dummy half a bit, but the other two, he was pretty much null and void, and Grant pretty much showed what to do out of dummy half. He was electric. James he? spoke about him there before. Lindsay Collins, I remember there was a, there was a play there on our line. Was, I think we two, two or three sets in a row, and Collins runs up out of the line, gets around one bloke and tackles. Cody Walker knocks the ball out of his hands. Could nearly say that was a match-winning play. They just had that sort of feel about like they're going to go over here we might drop our heads but just the way like a front row like that attacking in defense it was just like Kirk Capel in game one you know what I mean yep. where they just chased everything and and hit hit hard um yeah Lindsay Collins for me he was bloody unbelievable last night you mentioned another guy Kurt Capewell in the back row right untested yeah. at origin centers back row Mr. he was fix it he was so good mm. yeah whole series he was good so he good. is a big man, isn't he? Yeah. He, uh, he would have relished going back to the back row last night. Getting sure. two games Played 80 minutes centers, too, I think. Doing his job and then getting to go back to his preferred position. He, he relished it last night. The, the Lee. Edric Lee, boys, Branko Lee, yeah. The cousins, Edric and <laughs> yeah. um, Franco, old Snoop Dogg on the wing oh, there. Franco, yeah. He, um, he had a crack. He made some... Some he, unbelievable some big, tackles in those last yeah, few minutes, too. And some big runs, too, there out of our own half. Yep. Um, yeah, I was. That's probably one of those most excited I've yeah. probably got watching a game of football. Uh, you know, even when we won all those series in a row. But last night it was, it was like Fatty's. We said yeah. it, didn't we? A while the ago. 95 like Fatty's team, yeah. wasn't it? Like, Worst Origin team in history and all yep. and all the rest of it. So. A lot of talk on that now. Obviously, they've copped all sorts for calling it the worst Queensland team ever. Mm. Gallant stood by, and actually, oh, yeah. he stood by it. He's like, he's, he's not knocking him on winning it. He said, I don't want to sound unclear. I half agree with, I understand what he's saying. Mm. So, as he said, like, I think the, the way he summed up last night, he said, If you said at the start of the year, any Queenslander, Rodder, right, you're going to have Edric Lee on one wing, Brenko Lee in the centres. And um, Corey Allen as your fullback. That's right. Kurt Capel starting back row. Tino Fasal Malawi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's the thing. We're, like, we're missing Fafita, we're missing Ponga. You know, like, these guys are banging the door down, though. They're obviously in the contention now, obviously in the conversation as well for next year. It's going to be hard to. Doesn't it make it good for next year? The oh, stars mate. have got to come back into the squad. But you look at the talent that the Blues, got, like. the, the got Blues have got to pick from. Like, 
I, I with what you're saying back to Gallon's comments there, like they should have belted us on paper. Yeah, but the paper. game's not played on paper, is it? Yeah, Queensland never plays on paper, does it? And that's no. and that's the difference. I know, and they for forty years, isn't it? They've been, always had the pool, you know. Like. But even like the the first game, like Artie beats and like you know the rest were half reserve graders and all the rest of it in the yep. first ever game. You know what I mean? That's where it's all born. That same sort of mentality that you know this is the worst I've ever put together. That's where it's yeah. all born. That forty years ago, mm. Big Artie let him out. <laughs> Has anyone seen... Put one on Cronin's chin and the yeah, rest history. Has anyone exactly. seen Wayne Bennett so relaxed and jovial, um, excited? Like, he just... He kind of showed some emotion yeah. through the whole series, which was... He might have been the un- unsung hero in all of this, I reckon. He's dancing, he's singing, <laughs> he's... You see him on the way home like that. Someone, I, don't know, someone had a, I think it was that Josh Curry didn't get a game... Um, Big front row from the Dragons, and he's like, "Yo, Wayno," and he's just kicked back on the backseat of the bus, like, legs spread, and he's just like, <laughs> "Just chill now." And did you see what I thought was really funny? To feel like Wayne, they had in the press conference after it, they were talking about, um, and he said, "Oh, you know, they've asked me to go to coughs with them." Yeah. I don't think they go to coughs, but anyway, that's the reason. Anyway, I'll just make sure the bus driver gets on there or something like that. Like, so the way he was, and actually, I, I was talking to someone about this today. You talk about Wayne, and I. I Everyone knows Wayne's obviously a great coach, great man, mentor, all the things they talk about. But I reckon Wayne's always been a very conservative coach. You know, you tuck it under the wing, you hit five, you don't make mistakes. Mm. Plug it up the middle and kick, get to your kick. This series, the amount of times, even go back to game one, you had Ben Hunt, Daly Cherry Evans, Munster all on the all on the field at the same time, Jake Friend. Go back to last night, same thing. You had Harry Grant, and they played quite an expansive game. Yeah, didn't they uh, shift the ball shift too? Shift the ball early. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I just thought, yeah, I thought it was Wayne's influence. You just can't underestimate. And you can't out-coach him, like you said. You think that you'd know his style, and this is what he's been doing for 100 years in terms <laughs> of that same style of football. Yeah, he flips it. But then he can flip it on its head and thinks, well, i got some good footballers here. I may as well... Let them play their stuff. You know, whatever it may be. I don't know what he's influenced and what he says, but God, it works. And he's not stupid, is he? Like he's probably, he probably looked at the, at the start of the series, and he's probably the same as a lot of other people are thinking. On paper... We can't win. We can't we, we can't beat them on paper with the teams we've got. But So I've got to do something a little bit different. Like, having the balls to pick... How many debutants last night was yeah. it? Yeah. In a decider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people wouldn't have the kahunas to do it. Exactly. But he's done it, and it's become a masterstroke. Uh, Especially, you know, the Harry Grant one was was an absolute masterstroke. The two boys... Was was that like a real... Like, surely the way he's played the year. I I think it is, because why didn't he pick him in game one? Do do you reckon he's probably just blooded him in there? He said, look what it's about, and then... Yeah, got him hungry for it and then yeah. run him in the last. Well, look, and then to go Branko Lee and Edric Lee. Well, I don't think he had a choice but, there, but did that's, he? Yeah, but that's your full right-side right, right side defence there. Yeah, put him on the Both same side, on the too. same side. Who knows, communication-wise, how it's going to go? Big mm. call. Tis, yeah. Um, yeah. But come up trumps. So, yeah, hats off to him. He's a toast of Is he the Queensland. Greatest coach of all time? Oh, it'd be hard to... There's a couple of good ones in the conversation. Obviously, yeah, you got Jack good Gibson, ones. Then you've got yeah, Jack Craig Gibson. Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, then you know, you, you weigh Wayne and Bellamy up. Bellamy hasn't been able to do the origin thing, has no. he? No, I, I think he is. He, he'll he'll come back for it because I've heard him speak at a few things, and yeah. he said he didn't get it first time around. I reckon he'll be back for another crack, <laughs> and he'll, he'll sort of slide off into another sort of coaching and do role and a bit that differently. That's right. He'll have the time to sort of put into it a bit too. 
Mm. I think you're right on that. Should Brad Fitless' position be in question? I don't know what his um, contract is. Or I think how. he signed another two-year deal then at the start of the year or something. You know, or. We've talked about many times on the show, contracts don't mean much. No. Should his position... Well, think about it. Well, if, they, if it's the Wouldn't worst it be, team on, exactly. in the world... How are they going? Exactly. So it's been... They won't question about because he delivered them a series when they never won one in their lives. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll let him stick it out, I don't think. If he's got oh, two years he'll to go, get, they'll he'll let He'll get him. another crack. What he won? They won two that were shooting for three. Yeah. Um, get beaten to the side, huh? Next year, if there's, a, if there's another, um, another Queensland win, obviously, I think he's going to be under the microscope. But, um, yeah. There's How a few calling for a few New South Wales heads this morning. So, Jeez, wouldn't they rue the, the day when they said no to Pappenhausen sitting on the bench? He's come out and said that was probably... A mistake on there. Well, he didn't really play too. Nathan Brown. I thought he was pretty good, Nathan Brown, in the second game. Obviously, but a bit biased see, from Parramatta's standard. No, but, but, but see, this is the thing. Like, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So you've won the, the kahunas to do it like Wayne. Yeah, two, Wayne was huh? Yeah, well, that's another way to look at it. But, I mean, they, they, they won by 100 in game two. Yeah. So. Was 30, not 100. Why change? Well, you got the bloke who's just won the Wally Lewis. Or, no, what was it? The uh, Daly... And he won the, the best the on ground in the grand final. Clive Churchill. Clive Churchill, that's the one. You know what I mean? He's an outstanding True. player. Origins, it's different beast, isn't it? Like, because you've got the three games and the team that. When the team Imagine loses, what he'd like do Queensland coming off the bench, but Pappenhausen. You know what I mean? Yeah. 30th minute, you tied forwards, throw him in the middle there. Like, that's how they would have used him all series if he was fit game one and two in any event. Well, if he was fit game one, they would have picked him. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Especially after the grand final. So and he gets fit for game three and they don't pick him. But teams rarely, teams rarely make the mistake when they lose a game. They always bounce back and they fix those areas up. Mm. That's why it's always good for that. That. But if he's sitting on the bench, Pappenhausen, obviously Tedesco goes down. Head knock. He just slots straight back into fullback there. I reckon they probably give us a red hot shake. Tedesco's. Gutherson's good at fullback, but he's not. You know, he's not exciting like those two are. And, and that's the other thing you probably got to say, similar to what happened to Queensland in Game 2, losing Munster. Yeah. Losing Tedesco was huge. He's the best player in the game, arguably. Is he? Munster? Well, so that's why I said arguably. I said arguably yeah. he's rated the best player in the game. If, well, you probably rate the, the if two he's not, those, he's in the those, top three. Those yeah. two blokes should be rating the best player in each, in each of their teams, wouldn't you? Munster yeah. went down second game and um, Tedesco went down Game 3. Mm. So, so yeah. the controversial incident with Jai Arrow, what do you make of that? No issues. No it's issues. It's a touchy one, isn't it? He like, didn't know yeah. he was, like, you know what I mean? And he was the first one there to sort of put his hand up and said, you know, he's a bit crooker than I thought he was, but. But mind you, you, should, you probably day. shouldn't be doing it to start with. Exactly. That's the other thing. Mate, as if. Yeah. But it's tough. It's, it's That's origin. You know what I mean? Like, there's that shit, there's that spot in it. You know what I mean? So That's footy. That happened. Exactly. That, that, that couple of boys it, are talking about, that probably happens to them every game they play. 100%. Yeah. Or somebody. That's what I'm saying. I've got no issues with it. I don't think it's grubby. I think it's. I, I, one like, thing a lot I of the did stuff like, that you don't see off the ball, that, that happens probably in every tackle. Yeah. One Fish thing I, one thing I did like is, um, <laughs> is obviously it wasn't a good look, but and he didn't realise, and once he, as soon as he realised, he, he was yeah, the one Exactly, he was apologetic, and he got the trainer in, um, and, he, you know, and after the game, he's obviously been very apologetic, mm. not realising what had happened. Uh, just, But it just wasn't a good look, was it, for, no. for the game? But, yeah. But no. that, you know, that, that was um, probably leading to my rock of the week, but... I like Joey Johns in uh, commentary, but what he had to say about it, I thought, like, fair dinkum. They played in like one of the hardest eras, Johns and that. Yeah. As if, you know what I mean? Remember when he pulled on Goddard? 
Yeah. Like, you know, was that as weak as piss too? Like, you know, in terms of what he had to say. Remember what um, Brett White did to Price? Yeah, Price. Price. I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. I was talking and about we, it today. You know, but we, and we thought, what did we think of Brett White at the time? True. No, like, what happened to him? Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. When you're looking through Maroon or blue glasses, you're yeah. always going to have that perception of, of what's happened. Um, I remember wanting to jump through the TV when it was happening to Price. I was so, there. Yeah, exactly. So you can understand... I think I launched my beer, actually. From a New South Wales um, supporter's perspective of, of being a little bit dirty on it, I would have thought, yeah. A couple of comments I'll just read that have come through. So Paul Vars got the Queensland forward pack with the old fire emoji. Yes. Very well. Yeah. And he makes another good point. Origin was born in Queensland. And I think that's part of answering that question is why it means so much more to Queenslanders. The Herman Ennie Purcell. Kate will had a great game. Spotted all the holes in the New South Wales team. Now, uh, Lewis, Louis Banningham, what's he come up with here? I really like, actually, it's a serious comment. I really like the week between each game. They need to swap it from Wednesday to weekends mid-season, which will also give them a chance to expand a Pacific Island test series. That'd be so good. Yeah. Sign me up for that, Scotty. It's good. It's, Most suppose, comments he puts in here is usually... I was, I read race the six, first number four. I'm thinking Louis on here. I read the first part. I'm thinking, this is a serious one. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. But, he, but he's got a point, hasn't it? People been calling to go um, during the season, but it's the it's the TV rights that you know they want more games, games. over a weekend exactly. over those three week over the three week period. So you'd have to get some. Yeah, you have to get a few other test matches. Like Imagine that Pacific Island sort of scenario too, like Tonga Samoa, same time. Oh, wouldn't that mm. be good? Mm. Last one I'll talk on this issue before I said we've got a couple of special guests joining us after the break, though, is Queensland also made it a bit harder than it needed to be with a few... Uh... Big Val. Big Val. Oh, oh, yeah. Butterfinger I Val. So, well, I felt sorry for Corey Allen. He had a pretty ordinary game. Yeah, he did. Like, a couple of times, if he would have just put it on Val's... Ch- well, maybe... Well, the couple of times when he couldn't put it no, on the No, wonder Val chest. didn't get, get a start over there in the US, mate. If you can't catch them around his knees, please. And then the one that he put on Val's chest and he just spilled it. Coughed up his lollies, mate. And just the Felice Cafusi at the end. What oh. was So fifth tackle. Uh, Cleary playing the ball. Cleary's playing the ball. Cody Walker. No Walker. He's in the HIA bin. And Felice Cafusi should have got 10 in the bin. 100% as a professional foul. Oh, Every other like, week. Oh. I'll tell you one thing about Corey Allen. He's, he saved our bacon with a little uh, right shoulder. Car. I know. Oh. You know you, 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 they've got to say, because he's 20 metres out, you're not sure whether he's going to score. Fastest man on the planet. Oh, yeah, you know, as Gus says, Usain Bolt's got something to say about that. But, um, but obviously, like, he's... 95% of the time going to score that try. It's going yeah. 20 all. But, um, yeah, that's right. Well done, Corey Allen. Well done, Corey Allen. <laughs> On your right. Yeah. He, uh, he, he had a tough night. Yeah. Yeah, but as you said, we probably should have won the game by 12, 16 points, shouldn't we? Oh, um, we, exactly. But but then, as we sort of said, it's all good now because we won, but we wouldn't be sitting here saying, what a great game. I was at the edge of my seat. I've never cheered so much if we're just cruising along to a 10-point win, you know, with a few minutes to go. I would, rather I would have been happier with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When been... Val dropped that hot ball. Oh. Oh. Well, I was around at the oldies, went around there and watched it, and the whole, yeah, everyone was up in arms. And, uh, Valentine, back to the States. <laughs> I hate to see him as you said. He was maybe trying to catch it, you know how to catch the AFL yeah, balls, exactly. so they go like this, or, yeah. yeah he so. just had to land on it even, if he could have just... Especially was... after his first put down. Like oh, yeah. For the try, he was on but fire. But he was catching him in the first half on his back, and one-handed <laughs> and that, and he... That'd be Captain Cook. Mm. 
Origin 3, Queensland Reigns Supreme. That's chewing the fat, but thanks to Fatberg. I pop over and see the team at Fatberg. Actually, I was there during the week with a uh, local celebrity, Lincoln Humphreys. He knocked you over don't a, mind a Fatberger, don't he? He knocked over a burger offer. That's the biggest burger they've got. Like, he used to oh, do that when he? you were working with him, yeah. didn't he? Lincoln, Lincoln's still in Cleo Bachelor year and stuff. Is that he? one, yeah. He walked. He, he walked. Anyway, he's a wild unit. He's not he, taken these days. He wanted to be. Um, oh, I, should, I was nearly trying to get him on the show actually, but that would have been rather interesting. He walked to town with his two dogs, or Harrison's two dogs. Yeah, you know, Queensland. The seventies. He's wearing long sleeves, and anyway, he's a loose unit. But anyway, we were there, and he knocked over a burg offer. So how big you, is it? Oh, it's massive, mate. Bigger than Clive, as they say. Give Jeez. it a go. Okay. I'll throw and give it a go. Let's get Big G down there. Give it a crack. Yeah, the next two balls will probably knock over. I'll give it a shake. <laughs> two each. So, the Berg offer. So, but yeah, I'll tell you what, if, I know I'd back Humphreys and if the bloke can eat. <laughs> oh my God, he can eat. You've never seen anything like it. And he's okay. shredded and lean. And, yeah, he is, isn't yeah. he? We were there one day in the old window, sorry, in October here. He went to, we got, I uh, went to uh, Cracker Jack. Mm. He's got a family meal, so the full bird, large chips, 1.25 drink, knocked the lot off himself. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty handy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, mate, he's next level. Can eat. Uh, Fat Burger chewing the fat. Pop in and see the team at Fat Burger, best burgers in town. We'll take a break on the semi-pros, and coming up next, a special guest will be in studio with us, Xavier and Della Salva. Hogan's Family Jewellers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lockie has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. Who is Haynes Wilson? It's Cohen Haynes and Liam Wilson. They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you. And they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here to help you find a loan with the right fit. They're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson, 45999113. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent in Duggan Street is a specialist in tax for individuals, businesses and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. The Semi The Semi Pros. Thanks for joining us on The Semi Pros. ITP Haynes Wilson, special guest, joining us in the studio. Welcome along to Xavier Var. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having us on the show. And Dallas Salvar. Sal, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. We're just talking about fat bags eating a feed. You guys wouldn't mind. You must eat a lot. It's just observation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, heaps of food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you put away a family? What was it from? What did you say from Cracker Jack? Yeah. One bird, two large chips, and a. That's a whole chip took, yeah. Oh, probably if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, in the off season when you go over to Fat Burger and 
try to ask for a burg offer. <laughs> yeah. It's I've... like the size of cob loaf. <laughs> it's massive. Have a go at it. I dare you. We should have brought one in. Got the boys to have a crack. Yeah. yeah. Should have. Hmm. It's not too late. <laughs> Quiz across. <laughs> a but they are special guests joining us now. You talk about two very, very talented young brothers, whether it's rugby league, uh, whether it's in the boxing ring, certainly making a name for themselves. So last weekend, boys, you went down to the Queensland titles. David, just tell us a bit about what the event was, where you guys went. Um, we went to Brisbane, Eastside Boxing, and uh, De La Salle put our names down for, uh, De La Salle and I put our names down for the state titles. And, uh, we walked away champions uh, with our fourth fourth state title for both of us. Um, it was sad we couldn't get a fight. It was like a nice little walkover, but um, we tried to step up for challenge bouts, but that couldn't happen due to just uh, just the rules and regulations with our ages. And um, I wouldn't be able to fight the the elites, the 19-year-olds and and over age group. And yeah, Sal couldn't be allowed to fight me, so it couldn't work out. Yeah. So, um, obviously the rules and regulations, that's a part of amateur boxing though, that's like something you've always faced your whole careers so far, isn't it, in terms of struggling to get the fights? Uh, yeah, because, well, for me, because he's always been the age above me, so if I step up, basically he's the only person I can fight, and if I didn't get a fight in my age group, then it's just a walkover. Is there, is there people around in these group, like in these age groups, like in your age group, Sal and yours, in terms that... We'll just see you on the board and just think, ah. Like, is there, is there definitely opponents out there to fight, or is it a case that probably, you, you know, just the age and the size is that there isn't anyone to fight? Um, yeah, Joel, there is. There's heaps of fighters out there, but they just pick and choose which tournaments they want to come to. And it's it's annoying we can't, like, fight them within our age group. So, but to be honest, um, for the fights we do miss, we still make the work up in our sparring and training. So I'm glad we're, like, still active in a way. Yes. So, in terms of the weekend, you're in Brizzy. No, you're not going to get a fight. You think, oh well, come back to Toowoomba, or what did you just do? Um, since we're always in Brizzy, like we miss out fights, we always uh, try and get some work down at Bethania and uh, like clubs like them, uh, quality clubs, Bethania and All Star. Work with uh, Rocky Huni, Mark Wilson, Benny Harrington, quality coaches like them, yeah, and it's like the sparring's. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing the work we get out, but. So who were you yeah. sparring there on last Saturday? Uh, last Saturday, Sal and I got a few rounds with Justice Huni. Um, yeah, current heavyweight Australian yeah. champion. Yeah, it was it was pretty like pretty surreal to be honest, and just um how fast and athletic he is, and he really like opened our eyes up to the sport of boxing and like taught us like new tricks for for when if we do get fights for our age group, like we're there to to win and win well. Is it um, in terms of your boxing careers, the amateur sort of style? and their pro professional style. Is it something that you look at in, t in terms of when you hit the age of 18 that you'll just look to turn pro straight away and see what you can sort of do? Or is it something you want to progress with in terms of the amateur stuff? You'd be happy to sit there in the amateurs and wait and see if you can get by. Uh, well, the next, oh, I was for me, I was planning on waiting until the next Olympics, so 2024, and then give a good crack at that. And if not, hopefully turn pro after that. Just see where we go from there. And yeah, same for me. I'll get the next Olympics and Commonwealth Games, and then from there, look like hopefully turn pro. You can still compete though at the Olympics and Com Games. I think once you've turned pro now, I think it's yeah. Obviously, Hooney's in that sort of under ten fights, I believe. Yeah, under yeah. ten fights. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's obviously on the horizons though, but not so far away for you now, Xavier. Yeah. Uh, one more year until I can like legally turn pro, but uh, just still working at the amateur game and like the amateurs is just, like 
a really good starting for to become pro you know like a good base and try and get all the fundamentals right before you hit the big leagues Xavier so um, obviously you're gonna you're gonna hit a crossroad you're, you're 17 now your football career is going in a, in a direction as well what are you going to do, mate? Like you've got, you know, when you hit that 18, round 18, you're probably going to have to make a, a decision on which path um, you want to go. What, what, what are you thinking at the moment? Um, well, with the one year left I have at school, I'm just going to like try to do my best to do both. And um, I know it will come like soon or later. So like when I come to that part, I'll just like decide with mum and dad and talk about it with like, my agent and all that, like the business side of things. And but to be honest, I'm. Um, like with uh, Broncos at the moment, they're very supportive of my boxing. Like they love me doing both, and they like want to organise things that I can um, hopefully progress footy professionally, and then also do boxing as well. So at the moment, I'm doing both, and I'm happy at the moment. So yeah. yeah. In terms of where your footy's at, for those who are listening and don't know, what is it that you're doing at the moment with football? Where are you? Where are you both at? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm on a junior contract with the Broncos and that lasts for two years so under 15s and under 16s and Xavier's on a senior contract where he's 17 under 17s and under 18s and I my contract expires after the end of next year and if I'm good enough or if the Broncos still looking at me then they'll sign me for another two years at the senior contract and basically follow what Xavier's been doing yeah and like with my contract uh we're heading into a heavy preseason with the under twenties group, so I'm looking forward to that starting next week. But uh, yeah, my contract finishes end of next year, so hopefully after school I'm still signed or hopefully find another offer. Yeah, mate. We're talking backstage before, so you're going into next year, school captain and football captain. Um, you're gonna have a lot on your plate, aren't you? Like, and well, I was talking to James. It's a it's an unbelievable feat to be doing what you're doing in the sporting landscape and then to be doing what you're doing as well at the school. How are you going to juggle those, mate? Like, you're going to have a lot on your plate. Yeah. Oh, firstly, it's an honour. Like, I'm very proud to be given the captaincy for, like, both areas because I, I love St Mary's. It's a mm. great school, great brotherhood. Um, supportive community through the teachers and all the students are so nice. And, yeah, it's such an honour. Um... Really, I'm just gonna have to just try and plan things out and organise it around it because I'm there's such a supportive teaching community that they're willing to help me with all the leadership stuff, like after school stuff. So, yeah, at the moment it's like pretty cruisy, but I'm um, going in early next year. It'll like it'll start to get in more intense. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the challenge and just want to do my best for the college. A school captain was that unexpected? Expected. Um, I suppose no one probably said it was expected, but was that were you surprised or was it something you'd aspired aspired to? Or oh, to be honest, I was I was actually going for house captain and like for Badler, and hopefully try and like get a leadership position in the group. But um, yeah, things panned out. I'm just college captain, so I can't really turn away the like turn down the challenge. So yeah, to be honest, yeah. How do you how do you juggle? Obviously you. What are you training three nights a week with the Broncos? Your your boxing training, school captain. How, how do you juggle everything in terms of is your schoolwork suffer or? Um, the training's set. So usually on my off time, I just try and get all my schoolwork done at school and use the weekends well. Yeah. So like, it's it's pretty like I've got a pretty busy life. So and same with Sal, but like 
we just got to keep working hard and just keep striving. Because yeah. that was always the deal, mum and dad made with you, sort of thing that mm. sport comes second, isn't it? Yeah. Education comes yeah. first. And yeah. yeah. Like as soon as our grades start dropping, we can tell it drops in our performance as well. So we might as well try and keep everything balanced. Yeah. So Sal, you're the younger brother, but you're actually bigger than your big brother now. Yeah. That's been for a while now. Yeah. A little bit taller than him. But. <laughs> what do you weigh in it, Sal? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, I'm sitting around 113, 140. I can't understand why no 15-year-olds want to fight you. <laughs> 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 oh, beats me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some parents saying, we might just um, dodge yeah, we're, happy to, we're just happy to take over the silver. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't mind just taking out the gold. Unreal. So, and for yourself, Sal, are you in the same boat? boxing rugby league because you're the same like, like with footy like have you thought of the path that you want to take or are you the same trying to make them both work for as long as you can or yeah um i'll yeah same probably just try and do both for as long as you can see how that pans out and hopefully use footy as a sort of promotion platform for my boxing so build a build a sort of status through footy and then turn to boxing and just see where that takes me so in terms of club footy, do you just play club footy as well? or? Uh, well, this year, under-15s club got cancelled because of COVID, but 16s were still out for some reason, so I just stepped up, played with them for the season, and that was just a good season. Just We ended up winning, I think. But Yeah, club footy was just a bit of extra footy this year. Yeah, and then in terms of w- with the Broncos, though, so yourself, Xavier, and Sal... Do you, so you play like your under-18s, under-16s next year, or what, what, what will you be doing? Will you play for a, a side in Brizzy, or how um, that all work? Due to the setup with uh, like Corona, obviously, next year, there's the 16s, 18s, and 21s. Um, Sal will be pushing for the 16s through Mustangs, and I'll be trying to push through 18s and 21s through Mustangs as well. And We'll try and make the respective Queensland sides for next year through the club reps. But, um, yeah, it's a big year for both of us next year. Hopefully looking forward to it, yeah. The one thing that we probably missed, we, we spoke about there, that you're the captain of the, the school and, and the captain of the, the first 13s up there in the confraternity ranks. Will your brother get a bit of a look in maybe next year to run out beside you in the forward pack for the confraternity team? Or Oh, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. Sal's good enough. He's got all the attributes. Just just need to work hard and it'll be pretty amazing. Have you ever yeah. played together? Not since primary school days. Yeah. Because you would have been a force to reckon with <laughs> back then. Out of Dolby, I suppose, too, was it? Or? I was uh, at Caboolture, yeah. yeah, when we were down at the sunny coast. Yeah, year six and year four. So you played together. So yeah. you've never played together since then? Since then, yeah. So you'll get the chance to do that in the old butcher's drives of St Mary's in yeah. 2021? Hopefully, mm. yeah. I'll be coming out for a look. Me too. <laughs> well, I went along, Xavier, obviously, this year as a part of the... You were the captain again, obviously. That's probably another thing you didn't mention. Captain of the first rugby league team in at the bottom age grade 11 that's a he played when he was in grade 10 for mm. first so to be captain at um at, a, at, at the bottom age isn't it? but gee there's some talented kids playing for st mary's at the moment that must have been a great experience being a part of that was at the, the alan langer cup so where st mary's was involved oh uh, yes yeah the southeast queensland alan langer yeah, yeah yeah um it was a great experience and to be honest i i was pretty yeah pretty stoked when i got the, the call i was captain for the school Again, like such a great honour, and especially this year with like the quality of players we had, so many um, Queensland uh, Broncos reps in that team. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't like go the whole way and make finals and that, but uh, it was just such a great experience with a great bunch of blokes. Yeah. So, how many of those guys 
do you retain for next year? Do you have many that were your age, or? Um, it's just, well, from this team this year, it's myself and three other year oh. eleven boys. So for next year, yeah, all the seniors are they left and. I don't think they'll repeat, so, yeah. <laughs> what about sales grade? Is there a few, like, the similar vein in terms of the, the Broncos reps, or is it just that you had that two years, like your year and the year before you, in terms of the Bronx reps? Um, it was, yeah, it was just me, my year and the year before, yeah. But uh, they're all gone now, so it looks new breed, to be honest, yeah. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Well, I was saying, James, before, like, when we all come through in all sports. I played a couple of years of cricket, but that was, there wasn't many did that either. Um but to do it as a t- grade in grade ten, mm. um, schools were reluctant to, to bring people up. So you've got to have. Well, you spoke about it there before in terms of your vintage captain. At, at, it wouldn't happen grade eleven, would it? No, no, it wouldn't happen. It would have been even if you were good enough, they wouldn't have given you a start. They would, you wouldn't have been given as captain. You would have been given to a grade twelve student. Um, you know, in our year to get a, a bit of an idea football wise, you had blokes like Brad Thompson. You had. Mm. Justin Murphy, you yeah. had the Walker boys and all that. They, they probably played grade 11. The old one might have played grade 10. Wouldn't have been many, but like, because it was that strong. What did JT play grade 11 12? 11 and 12. But he was only 12. at St Mary's for 11 and 12. But, but yeah. he never, he was obviously one of the best there, but he never captained in grade 11, did he? No, no. Did he captain grade 12? I think so, but I can't be sure on that. But he was obviously, he first arrived at St Mary's in, so what's that make it? 1999, obviously in grade 11 and played. Um, played first um, firsts, obviously, but um, but I actually I think even as you say um, Xavier to be captain in grade eleven, I'm actually surprised because when I asked that question, how many were carrying? I just figured you must have had a large number of grade elevens. Yeah. So to yeah. have a handful and you were chosen as the the man to to captain yeah. that side with boys older than you is an amazing. Who were also sign. in the same vein in terms of. The rep footies, the yeah. the same sort of career path with the Broncos, mm. is in, is amazing. You might never, but it, I reckon you'd be a long time before you see it again. Yeah. Ha- right. Has there? Do you think there have ever been a captain of the school, captain of the first? Oh, we'll trying to think about it before. I can't. Yeah, it didn't happen back in my time. Like, do you boys know any sports? Really? Um, or well, I'm pretty sure on the honours roll there was like. The first cricket captain, he was the college captain one stage, but Gabbard I, I think so. Been, yeah, yeah Gabbard did that. I, he would have been pretty late eighties to nineties. Mm. Yeah, but I, yeah. I didn't see any like rugby league. I haven't seen yeah. any of the football. Mm. A football captain that's been. How does that make you yeah. feel? Making history at St Mary's like a school with such prestige mm. and obviously on on a boards as long as the, the table here. But I, longer. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, it's a pretty special thing for me and my family and like just. It was such an honour just to be the football captain and then uh, called from Mr Newman to be uh, college captain. It was like, the f- yeah, mum and dad were in tears and like everyone was just so happy. And yeah, it was it was a great day. Yeah, what about yeah. for you, Sal? Is that something you would look to fill in your big brother's sort of footsteps and follow him through when he's gone to see if you can replicate sort of what he's doing there with the, with the captaincies of, of both? Um, well, definitely for footy, first captain, but... Not so sure about school captain. Have to. You're a bit more laid back, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, as you said, like your family was, you know, emotional. It's a credit to your family because obviously they've instilled leadership skills in you, and people are noticing these early days. 
to, you know, to be given these roles in, in, in when you're in grade 11 and whatnot. So it's a credit to, you, to your family, mate. Yeah, thank you. And they play a big role, mum and dad and the family, with you guys? Do you, they do some yeah. work? Yeah, definitely. Mum and dad both. And, like, they're always on our case about everything, but I uh, just love it, to be honest. Like, some days I just... I just hate it and like can't understand why, but later down the track I'll I know really why. Like they care and they they have so much love and support for both of us and even our little siblings starting out their sports. So yeah, and like just so grateful and so blessed to have two loving parents. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah your mum and dad are great people, Joel, and I obviously know them quite well. And your dad loves the dragon, so he's probably trying to he's probably trying to pitch for you to head that way, isn't he? For the red V. Yeah. Spot down here. He'd be trying to get you going down. Didn't, didn't, I remember you used to support Titans, didn't you, Sal? Oh, I still do. Oh, yeah, right yeah. here. They're looking all right for next year. Yeah, yeah um, I think it was. I think Tino and yeah. Fafita had. And he reach out to the cousins and see if they'll leg you up there or Maybe. See where it leads, that's for sure. So there's a lot lot happening, obviously, with both of you. I'm going to read a couple of comments here. We've got a few things that are coming through here. Or earlier in the show, so from uh, Letty Leopold, said, love these kids, they're future superstars. Paul Vaz on there for Joel, saying heavyweights make the world go around. He knows. <laughs> uh, Megan Christodoulou, great interview, Team V. Uh, Angela Anderson, such humble brother, super well done. Well done, the parents. A couple of love hearts from, is that Uini Winnie Salu? Oh, from uh, Auntie, yeah. There'd be a couple of love arts from a few girls too. I heard too. They've got a fair following there on the on the gram. The boys. They'd, lucky we're not broadcasting up there. We have thousands of comments. Will and Mary for feeder. Proudest punch. A great interview. Awesome work, young bloods. Simon Lamanu. Uh, T Maliatoa. God bless. There you go. Plenty of great responses there to, to, to both you guys. Can I ask what it was like working with Justice Hooney? So obviously I was lucky enough to be down there when he made his debut. Um, I'd heard a lot about him obviously but I hadn't and then to see him win like that on debut and you guys do a bit of work with him. What's your what's your thoughts on how is it moving around? One, how is it moving around with him and what do you think of, of, of his achievements and, 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 you know, and how far can he go? Oh, he's definitely like very talented, very like amazing boxer just the way he moves for a heavyweight it's just unreal and he's definitely got a big future ahead of him but for us to like even be like able to train with him and spar with him it's just big honor like as like before we were saying um even though we didn't get fights we got some sparring with him which is probably better than any fight we could get and i was just thinking to myself like getting a touch up from him probably learn more than winning a state title in a fight yeah but yeah, it was a pretty great experience. Yeah, um, yeah, Sal's on the money. Oh, he's so fast. He just, honestly, there's sometimes I like, like, he just gets so heated, and he's so like, it's just he's so fast. You can't really touch him or just expect what's going on. He's so unpredictable, and yeah, he touches Sal and up, Sal and I up a lot. I'm, <laughs> yeah. glad, I'm glad you boys get to experience that because obviously I wasn't much of a boxer, but when I was training, they used to lob me in with. Xavier and mate, driving home with headaches I used to think I'm not going to be doing this really long. I don't, I don't want to be growing up and having to spar his brother as well you know what I mean so this ain't for me this you know I might as well turn my hand to be what I put my head to and uh, crack on with that because mate, these boys like they speak about Hooney like the way they're fast and the way they, you know he is yeah I, I appreciate that but 
unbelievable experience by 15 and 17 and let, jumping the big boys. Right, they only pit. let these two jump in there because they can well handle themselves exactly. and they're right up to that level. And I think they've been pretty modest when they say they're copping touch-ups because, you know, I think they'd be throwing plenty of leather back. Well, put it this way. How old were you when Gallon came up to spar with me and Herman? Um, 15, 16? Yeah, 15. Yeah. He was in there with Gal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, And tell him, what did Gal say after it? He wouldn't believe he's 15. <laughs> he wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't have it. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, I, have you boys ever done any rounds with Oppertai? Uh, I did. I spied him twice. The first time. Uh, yeah. Is that be so unusual too because he's that South boy? You wouldn't. Uh, well, first time, he basically knocked me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I was. I came in, like, really upright and, like, stepped into the center. And then, first two seconds, it was his right hook. And then all I remember was getting up off the canvas. I was like. Like, and then we watched the video the timing was so perfect he got me right in the temple and then i was like wobbling like trying to stumble up and i was just like yeah so they gave me a round break to like regather my thoughts and then like next when i got back in there i was just like nice and tight yeah. nice and closed <laughs> in and just like looking everywhere because uh like you said he's southpaw i didn't realize that till after i got knocked out so i stepped the, like <laughs> actually yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i stepped the wrong way and then I got caught with the hook, and then, yeah, it was just light out yeah, from there. But <laughs> Like, you talk about, like, these guys, for, for bo- like, boxing fans that don't know, but, you know, Jai Patai, what's he in the world? He ranked in every oh, organising body, every top body, 10. Yeah, 20 yeah. and 0. Yeah. Absolute superstar. And Hoonie, of course, first professional fight, becomes the Australian professional champion. You know, he's tipped to be the gold medalist at the Olympics next year. These guys are... Getting the, getting yeah, the, getting the ring of them now. At 15 and yeah. 17. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm, exactly. So, plenty coming up. So, what? Well, what's next for you guys? Are you? So, what? What's coming up? What's on the horizon now? So, obviously, boxing wise, you just finished the state titles. Anything um, coming up? Oh, not anything soon. But uh, hopefully, try and get another fight um, next year, March, on the city country. Hopefully, uh, fight on that card for the city country fight. And also, next year is coming up as nationals, and that's qualification to the world. So, Sal and I, um. Uh, we'll be able to go to nationals next year. However, I'm trying to qualify qualify for the world titles in Poland or Switzerland, I think, next year. So, yeah, I'm glad we're getting this work now, working with quality fighters. So, we're ready. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're the same, Sal. So obviously, same path. What what's coming up? Uh, yeah, and for boxing next year, will be focusing on nationals. But. Uh, there was there's talk that they they might open the junior worlds back up, so I'll just keep training for that. Hopefully that happens. And footy wise, um, next year Mustangs and I think Cyril Connell Cup. Yeah, yep. yeah. And did you go into training camp with the Bronx now preseason or? Oh uh, yeah, preseason was preseason will start um, this Saturday. We've got another testing session and then yeah, straight into training on Monday next week. Yeah. So that's all on the rise, and so plenty come out. Remember the name. Um, Xavier and Della Salva, I'm sure you're going to hear plenty about them. Boys, thanks for coming in and uh, sharing a bit of time with us. I uh, really appreciate it, and we look forward to following the journey. Yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you, Joel. Thank you um, like just for having us on the show, and just a great honour. Like, hopefully, we can like, get our story out there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We'll take a break on the semi-pros, and we come back, we'll look at the Southern Hotel shot clock.
Who is Haynes Wilson? It's Cohen, Haynes and Liam Wilson. They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you and they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here to help you find a loan with the right fit, they're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson, 45999113. Toowoomba Truck Spares is your authorised dealer for Western Star, Man, Dennis Eagle, Cummins and Detroit Diesel. We also specialise in parts to suit all makes of heavy duty trucks and trailers. We have a comprehensive range of parts, making us your one-stop parts shop. Toowoomba Truck Spares, 497 to 501 Boundary Road, Toowoomba. Or check out the website, www.ttspares.com.au and make sure you like us on Facebook. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. You're listening to the Semi Pros on Power FM. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. So uh, great to have the VAR boys in. How how impressive are they? The, the, you will see their name in the pro ranks. In well, it seems like the younger one. Del, he wants to go. He's going to go boxing. It's yeah. The other way he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Oh, Mate, they must Xavier, be phenomenal footballers. Like... Well, Xavier, we didn't even chat about that. Xavier, um, he was in the Broncos preseason last year, and he, I remember talking to his dad, Paul, and he was telling me that um, they did a session, and he was like out running with like Payne Haas and all those guys in the same sort of running circles as them. And I think Haas, from what they said, has got a fair motor on him. And yeah, so, uh, sorry, Xavier was sort of neck and neck for a long time there for about a k into a, like a three or four k run, and then Haas took off, but he beat a few of the first graders okay. yeah. in the Ford pack. Like, I don't know which specific ones, but um, yeah, they're fair athletes. Mm, Good kids that. too yes. to go with it. Great family, as you said, James. Mum and dad, great people. So Yeah, Alma's often the, the fight dog yeah. now. And Paul, he's uh, he's always uh, around the traps if you need a hand. Like, you know those people, like, if, if, if we rang him up now and said, man, I, just, I need a hand for 10 minutes to pack this gear down, he'd be... Or oh, can I have yeah. your shirt and you give the one off the back? Yeah. That's the sort of people they are. Yeah, just just amazing. And and Drew, you probably summed it up as well. What you said to them around their, their their families, you can see the leadership skills that's been instilled in them. That's something that's yeah, you can see that heavily heavily on family. Um, you can see that they're getting some some unbelievable guidance. Um, you know, and making sure that they're getting their education in intact before going on to bigger and better things in other areas so yeah just good to see their good St Mary's good St Mary's St Mary's boys, lads good to see yeah the you can see they, lo- they love the school too yeah it's the way they speak about St Mary's they, they, they love the brotherhood there and yeah good for the school and I'm sure we're going to see a lot about these two boys in the next 15 years yeah you can't wait we'll, we'll get them into Fatburger we'll get them a couple of burger off and see how they go we probably won't be allowed pull them <laughs> Oh, Might be a part of their diet, mate. <laughs> we'll wait until we see. We'll see if we can fit it in. Yeah, we can fit it in. Southern Hotel shot clock, boys. 
Southern Hotel, plenty happening out there. Of course, at the moment, they've had all the origin action out there. Of course, all of the big spring racing's been on out there. Um, all of, obviously, the recent rugby, you name it, whatever's on sport, all the big fights are out at the Southern. So make sure you pop out and see them there as well. So end of year Christmas parties, breakups, punters club breakups, wherever you want to go, head out to the Southern Hotel. Who was... So you got 24 seconds, you know the deal. This would be a good one, actually. This is a good question. Who was Queensland's unsung hero in Origin 2020? So we talked before we had all the stars that, that we all talk about. Who was the unsung hero for Queensland? So 2020, so across the whole series. Troy? Um, I'm going to go friend. We spoke about him yeah. before. He's, he's waited 13 years, uh, got his chance up against a, uh, a hooker who, who they probably would rate in front of him. I think he's out sure. him over the three games. Pulled off 50-odd... Does all the work that no one sees. Does the 50 tackles each game um, and just kept turning up and then played that role as a lock as well mm. last night. Did it well. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, good call. Joel, unsung hero for Queensland 2020 was... Uh, Kirk Capewell. Mr. Yeah. Fix-It. Uh, obviously, he played the centres the first two games. Outstanding game one. Come back to the back row. We spoke about that earlier there. And he... From the back row, geez, he was good. Played 80 minutes. Tackled his heart out. Uh, was in everything. Great ball player. Played, a, you know, putting pressure on the kicker. That's what I love to see. So, yeah, Kirk Capel for me. For the whole season, for the whole series, yeah. He was definitely unsung. I thought he was great. There, a couple of great nominations. I'll, I'll go Christian Welch. As I said, we missed him in game two. I just thought he was there all the time. As I said, Papali takes probably all of the, the accolades. And deservedly so. He's, he's sort of the leader of that forward pack. But, gee, I thought Christian Welch, you just saw how valuable he is and he, he was there he did a lot of the tough stuff took part of the ball forward and uh, probably didn't get a lot of the, the the accolades that maybe some of the others in the, the forward pack did but Gio thought he did a job for us so Christian Welch <coughs> unsung heroes plenty happening in the NBA boys it's, it's trade season it's nearly I find this nearly as interesting as the yeah. actual season to be honest um, the draft was today as well yet added news as well um, Clay Thompson Clay Thompson might be in some strife he's gone he, down with a serious leg injury, leg injury. yeah I read one report talking about being an Achilles and you know what they're all that yeah jeez um, haven't they gone from uh, penthouse well, to where uh, well, but what was interesting was that because they were all set, obviously, to be a big player in this draft. They had the number two pick. They picked yeah. that James Wiseman. The big centre. But there was talk of they would trade up or trade out using that pick with who they, they had. Now, with the uncertainty and what's going on with Clay, I suppose whether that affected what they did or what they're going to do, who knows. But that's all happening. Obviously, you've got James Harden and Russell Westbrook that are going to... Well, Where's Westbrook going to oh, Washington? Well, they were talking about that in for... John Wall. Wall. Can't know that. But they, I think... Rockets want one else. Like, they yeah. don't just swap, straight swap. They but want the, someone else as well. And the other one I don't understand, and this is probably a shot clock topic for another day, is they... Remember when Brooklyn sold the farm for KG, Paul Pierce, Doc Rivers, mm. and uh, yeah. Deron Williams? They have not recovered until now, as in they had no draft picks, they had no anything. Now they're talking about getting Super Harden. team, yeah. So they're going all in again. They'll have no picks for another 20 years. And I just... it's Anyway, that's not the question I want to ask. So... We, Probably how how that could possibly work. Harden, Durant, Kyrie, yeah, thirty-one ball. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wouldn't you try to? Well, this is what Ben Omi boss was saying to me today. He's like, I'd be traded Harden for Irving. You get, you can't have You're, Harden and, and Harden and Irving. Well, and, and like he said, Irving just hasn't played well with anyone in terms of the Even fits. LeBron, who's yeah, so most people play yeah. well. With and when you've got Durant, you just, need that's to, right. you just need a facilitator to him. Well, there's two scorers there, isn't there? Mm. So I don't really... 
anyway, that's not the question. <laughs> My question was yeah. around the big one as well. We saw the first domino to fall was CP3. Chris Paul goes to the Suns for Ricky Rubio, who then today mm. on draft day was flicked back to Minnesota. But anyway, CP3 goes to the Suns. Suns finished. Said they're a team to watch about four years ago. You did, yeah. Since. Pretty yeah. early. Um, Black booked them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they won eight straight in the bubble, gained some momentum. They've sort of they've they've been on the cusp. CP3 rolls in, obviously forms a fair backcourt with Devin Booker. A few other handy pieces there. So the question is in the shot clock. So with the addition of CP3, are the Suns a championship contender? Are they a playoff team? Do they still miss the playoffs? What addition with CP3? Where do the Suns sit next season? Troy? Um, I think they can be, they'll be a playoff team. Um, the thing with CP3, like you talk about those other studs there before, he's willing to go to a team... And he can he'll play that two role. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these other blokes will go they want to be the balls in my hand, I'm number one. Whereas he's the ego goes out the window a bit with him, where yep. he's willing to play that role, which he's gonna probably do with Booker. Um I think they can form a, a pretty good <coughs> playoff. Don't think they can win it, but Fair. Joel? They they had a pretty good draft pick too, didn't they? they got oh this turn this season, no, they're thereabouts. But I mean they still got DeAndre 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 Ayton, they got big, yeah. the big Aussie there and Aaron Baines. Yeah, they got some good yeah, big men too. So but I think he's a superstar C B three and wherever he goes he seems to get them up and going. Look at when he was at the Rockets with Harden, they went to the, the finals, they and then this year with Oklahoma, a bunch of nobodies, <laughs> mate. He was outstanding for them. I think it's an unreal pickup <laughs> I think um Depending on where everyone else sits, I think they can certainly be a contender. The real dark horse, you know, like the, the Jazz were. I don't think they can win it, but I think he makes them a playoff team. The big question mark will be around his health. He probably turned that around. That's why he's been so sought after this season, because last season, he, for the, you know, he's always been a bit injury prone. He's had a few little injuries at the back end of his career, where last season, obviously, he was fit, he was healthy. And as you said, Joel, what he did with that Oklahoma City team, they were supposed to be a... Well, it probably put Oklahoma in a bit of an interesting situation. <coughs> rebuild mode. Next thing, they're like a playoff contender. Next thing, they're like the fifth seed yeah. in the stacked West. Yeah. So, you know, what do you... So now they're sort of moving pieces around. I don't know what they're going to do. Now, here's an interesting one. So the the, the BBL. Shows how successful the DDBBL is. I just want to call everything the DDBBL. But anyway, the BBL um, this season, they made some major rule changes. So my question to yours is, is it in our shot clock for the Southern Hotel? Is it good or bad? Now, I'll tell you what they are, first of all, if people didn't see the news this week. So they made three really big changes. So the power surge is what they brought in. Can you so explain all these to us, please, John? Yeah, I'd love to. So a power surge, as I know all about this, it's a two-over period which the fielding team is allowed only two players outside the inner fielding circle. So the batting side can call for this at any point from the 11th over of their innings. The fielding restrictions replicate those of the usual power play at the beginning of an innings, which has been shortened to four overs. So, so normally your first four overs is the power play. So you've got an additional First two. six was. Yeah, so, so yeah, now it's reduced four, that to four. And now yeah. you can pick two wherever you want to slot it in. So that's the first one. The power surge comes in. Second rule they brought in is that the X-factor player... So you name an X-Factor as either your 12th or 13th on the team sheet, and they can come into the game beyond the 10th over of the first innings and replace any player who is yet to bat or has bowled more than one over. Right? Last but not least is the bash boost. So you've got a bonus point awarded halfway through the second inning. So the team chasing receives the bonus point if they're above the equivalent 10-over score of their opposition, while if they're trailing, the fielding side will receive the point. So teams will also now be awarded three points for winning the match as opposed to the traditional two. So some fairly large changes 
Do you want me to repeat those? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So power surge, you get an additional two overs of yep. like a power play instead of, as you said, the six was a start. So you got four as traditionally a start, then two somewhere after the 11th over. Yeah. You have an X-Factor player, which you can just sub in after 10 overs of the first innings, as long as they haven't bowled more than one over or batted. And then I don't get that one. Earn the bonus system. So obviously. how do you do that? Like you can only bring them in... After 10 overs of the first inning, so you can say, oh, well, oh the first innings. one over, or, Not you know, when it's a battle, it's only it bowled no more than one over. So yeah. if you're fielding, you can bring someone in to bowl. So you bring blokes on to bowl and one over and get them out of there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then go the other way, I suppose. I say you can have a batsman on solo, and so say they're Going 10 like off the first 10, you're like, right, we probably could use you, you sub, yeah. Anyway, it'd be interesting to see how they use it. I reckon it'll confuse the players more than anything. Anyway, shot clock question is, is it good or bad? Troy, when, it's it's a complete head, you know. Yeah. Um, when you sent it to me, I didn't know whether I was looking at me Ned's toolbox in me, in me <laughs> bet account or, or what, like power surges and X Factor players and bash boosters. I was doing odds boosts and backups, and <laughs> I think it's just too many rules. I, I don't yeah. mind bringing one in, but we need three. I like the power surge one. Yeah. Four overs, yeah. then you get two to pick. I don't like X Factor player bash boost. Don't know, but just. Let's go with one to start, eh? I agree with Troy, 100%. I think it's just too much going on, especially for the fans. Like, you know, in terms of... You won't know who's Arthur or Martha in terms of half of this sort of junk when they're all of a sudden up by one run or, you know, whatever it is. And I don't mind the X-Factor player. That can make things a bit interesting. Don't know what difference the power surge really makes, but like Troy said, it, it will make a difference. So he's got more idea in cricket than me. So I think one of them at a time would have been better... Three like this is just white change of winning formula. I like the power surge, and I'm curious on the bash boost. Now I'm going yeah, to waste half of my 24 seconds with you here, Troy. Now, so you've played, you know, when you go out to like those country carnivals, and there's yeah. different points for if you win. What is it like the first? You know, like uh, you know, when you, like when you go to the country championships. Am I making this up? Did you, you used to get bonus points if you? Oh, they had yeah. Sometimes they had it. Sometimes they didn't. You get bonus points. Yeah. Like if yeah. you were in front. It's just a way of. Keepers, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I don't know. I wonder about that. So all of a sudden, does it just make? I just don't. I probably don't like the the idea of. So say you get right down to the back end of the season, it's really tight, and you got a team that's like, right, we just need to win the first ten overs yeah. to qualify. You know, mm. something like that, like yeah. to qualify for a finals or yep, getcha things like that. Do you know, it's hard for the person off the street. How are they going to follow it? That's well, what I mean. The fan. I've played cricket for thirty something years, and I'm trying to get my head around it. The pe- person watching it at Christmas time, how are they going to get their head around it? I don't know. Me, yeah. over here. Exactly. Here comes the X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this bloke's Press name? The power surge yeah. button. Get around <laughs> telling everyone how good's that X Factor bloke. The booster. As you said. I like your analogy, the old Neds, the old Neds booster. That's a look at the Southern Hotel shot clock. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, have a look at our Rocks and Diamonds of the Week to wrap up the show. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. Experience Clifford Park, Toowoomba's premier entertainment precinct on a Saturday night. 
It's so much more than just live racing. Functions. Events. Fundraising. Tonight we've raised over $10,000. Family entertainment. For information and bookings, visit cliffordpark.com.au. Hogan's Family Jewelers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lofty has a passion for designing beautiful, unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultation. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. You're listening to The Semi-Pros on Power FM. Now, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers, we're going to have a look at our rocks and diamonds of the week. The good, the bad and the ugly with thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. Thanks to Lockie Hogan and his team. Rock of the week. Who are we rocking? Oh, Plenty of easy. <laughs> easy this. Here we go. Uh... Big fight last week, Andrew Maloney and J- um, oh, James Franco. Franco. Yeah. Oh, I saw this, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone in the world saw this. Um, they've called it a no contest from a head clash, right? Our bloke, Andrew Maloney, one of the twins that I've diamond a couple of weeks back in terms of superstars coming through the ranks, should have had his second world title. Um, so he fought Franco the first time. Franco beat him, for, and, he, and Maloney was the world champ. Franco comes into this one as the world champ. Maloney changes the game plan, shuts his eye with about a thousand jabs, and the ref calls it a head clash. They then use this process that is new to Nevada State Boxing Commission uh, to review the decision, right? So that's never, you never been, once a decision, you won't change Like an instant thing. replay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Half an hour, they use Half that. Half an hour, yeah. Half an hour, and stood by the ref's decision when clearly, clearly, it was just jabs that closed this bloke's eye. And they've still come up. Was there a, like just, a, a close head clash or something where heads? Oh, it was like he rolled, but yeah. like it def- definitely wasn't from that. You can see him hit him with a jab, his eyes and the eye starts it? going. You know yeah. what I mean? From the the three or four jabs that he hits him, with, the eye starts closing. So they've reviewed it for half an hour and stuck by the ref's decision. Now, what I found interesting, I listened to a, a bit of an interview with um, Ben Bob Damon Arum. and Bob Arum. That referee a couple of weeks earlier missed a head clash. They went to the tape. They went to the tape, reversed him. And said that was a head clash, no contest, when he was going to allow the other bloke to win. So he's obviously come into this fight, the ref, thought, I won't miss the bloody head clash this time. <laughs> Making them up in his yeah, own just, head. Just, just inventing them. And even when they had the opportunity to overturn it, they didn't. And they've robbed our bloke. Yeah. The, his rightful two-time world champion. Yeah, it's good rock. Real good rock. Disgraceful. Robbed. Troy, who are you rocking? Oh, I'm rocking Cleary. Nathan Cleary. <laughs> so-called next messiah as a halfback. Well, he's had a couple of chances this year. And when the big game's on the line, old Roger Ramjet's gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was his... Last night was his chance. Mitchell Tedesco Pierce. down. Yep, that's what people are going to be thinking. Uh, who says he's, it's going to keep happening? He'll probably come back and he'll be a better player for it. But... He had a couple of gold opportunities in big games this year, and he's, he's gone missing. Um, I thought he might have learnt after the GF, uh, but he got another chance last night in a big game and come up with the, the wrong plays 
uh, in the clutch moments. So, yeah, Nathan, Roger, Rett, Roger Ramjet, Cleary can be my <laughs> rock. Yeah. Mine's, well, mine probably, it probably should be the uh, diamond of the week anyway, but just I think, I thought someone would have staken it before me, but old Gus is, he's the fastest man on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, but and just it's too easy. It, it's he? too easy I to know, get him, you know. Like, know. It's just too easy to rock him. I was just I was listening to it, and I've mentioned many times in this program. Unlike most, I'm actually a a Gould fan. I like listening to him, but he's testing my theory on that. Just that would it was just it was actually just listening to him the whole time has been grating. I wonder if he's got a earpiece direct to Freddie. Did you like when he said, "Take the two. They've got to take the two. You take the two. Yeah. Like you're commentating. Yeah. We got yeah. it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he was bang on, but that was a smart play. Could be, in my opinion, they probably should take the two. Take the two! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was just... But, yeah, he's the fastest man on the planet. Like, I just don't... carry on. There's no way you could have awarded that a penalty just, try. Just quickly no. on that bit there when Josh had a cut. I watched a bit of the, the replay of the, this afternoon. I watched the last 15 minutes again. What was Valentine doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's turning and he's just like having a stroll. He was strolling, wasn't he? Yeah. looking around and he's going, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. We're a bit on here. He's going for the ball. Like, oh. Val. I think you say it in our opener. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it was, was, wasn't it? It was. What was he doing? It was a spectacle. So, you off? You're off, Gus? Yeah. Yeah, he might have lost me with his non plural names, Panther and Marone and Blue. Do you reckon Gus has been told the last. Couple of years by the media people, we want yeah, to play amp it up. Yeah, I reckon. Up a bit I reckon. But he already is. He doesn't need to. That's what he's always Gal, done. Gal's ramped up a little bit more too during the. I was going to say. I was going to say him, but he probably deserves to be diamond of the week because just making those sort of comments like the worst team. Even if you thought that private, why would you say it? Like you know, you know what Queensland. Going to spur are, him on. You know what Queensland is a But he was on. notorious for saying dumb things and spurring us on throughout his, people to, and, throughout his yeah. Um, captaincy. Yeah. yeah. You could have made a rock. You could have made the Domino's ad uh, or Eagle Boys, whatever it is, with um, with Nate Miles and <laughs> and um, Gal. It's shocker. It's, it's the worst ad ever. <laughs> Tell you what is a good ad, though. Brinko Lee and the uh, menu log one. Yeah, so, Leo, Leo oh, yeah. chimes in three deep and says, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, with Snoop Dogg. And, anyway, yeah. But I, yeah, anyway. Diamond of the week. The good stuff. What do we got? I'm, I'm like a notorious Kevy Walters dis- oh, disliker. Oh, disliker. <laughs> obviously, no Kev, we get the job done. No, he obviously can't coach. But one thing he is good at <laughs> is, um, I don't know if you boys saw this, but on Fox, yeah. they've shot to him and yeah. Corey Parker out the front of um, Suncorp Stadium <laughs> just after the win. And this bloke just saunders up behind him in the blues gear and says, yeah, the blues, yeah, the blues. Mate, he turns around with that much venom and just hunts this bloke good and proper, yeah, like, yeah. get the F out of here, you idiot. And yeah. just This is the Maroons yeah, party. This is the Maroons <laughs> party, and it just erupts. It just erupts, mate. It was one of the funniest things. Um, yeah, so that can be my diamond. Old Kevy Walters, probably the smartest thing and smartest thing he's ever done. <laughs> Troy? Yeah, I'd, just to... Quick little side note to yep. Anastasia Palaszczuk opening up the the ground to 50,000 was a good idea. Mine's Alfie. I'm driving back from <laughs> Brisbane today and Triple M do an interview with Alfie. Is he blonde? He is proper, <laughs> proper gone. And he's talking about, oh, I'm on the vodkas now. The boys are getting vodka. He'd be going to Byron with him. Yeah, going to Byron. And he was, it was like listening 
to um, Jimmy Ma. Jimmy Ma <laughs> when we won the cricket. Alfie was just loving it. Better than Lego. Cracking interview. Alfie didn't care, but yeah, he was. You could tell he hadn't been asleep. I tell you who'd be a good time. Alfie multied all up into Munster. Into Munster. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be a hectic time? Like, as I told you boys, I've seen Munster at it. We can't really <laughs> repeat the story, but yeah, he is proper little Alfie. Yeah, for be sure. a good time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then add into it, uh, Brandon Smith. Is he still around? Yeah, he'd be going. And no, Dusty Martin will be there. Oh, jeez. Be f- oh, Dusty's, Dusty's still here, isn't he? Yeah, he's up there. He was at the game with. Um, so Dusty Martin and Munster are pretty tight. They will be after this weekend anyway, all this <laughs> three-week block or whatever they're going and for. And Brandon Smith. He's hectic. Hectic cheese. Uh, yeah, so right. Alfie. Alfie could be diamond every year, couldn't he? Yeah. what he does. Yeah, how good was he? Good to see him out the back there as well. Plenty of times on the field. He was great. Mine is... Um, who was I going with? I've forgotten already. Someone. Oh, Locally. Your game, Joe, the world game, the round ball game. Willaburn. We did uh, it. Won both the men's, men's and, women's. and the women's. The villain, McMillan. Big Jamie. Yeah. Coach. Yep. That yep. was in the Brisbane League, wasn't it? No, no. That, that, they that's had a team the in the Brisbane League. Yeah, 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 they had a team so in the Brisbane that, League. So they, that's, what, that's what it was. They had a team that they put in the Brisbane League. So obviously they, they lost obviously a lot of players or you know their top players yeah. to that. They've then still been able to field a team good enough to win the men's TFL League. premier that's a fair effort yeah and then the women won as well so they've done the double the maggies my old stopping ground yeah. yeah i thought you might have went them too so but anyway I had that up my sleeve so yeah so well done um local football champions they've won both right hogan's family jewels semi-pros multi of the week what do we got how we go last one uh oh, no well mine, mine's mine's still looking to get in i got the chocolates Would remember you? glover declared mine yeah, yeah couldn't win right. could not win yeah you got it well Apparently, it's come out of the top of something that he backed. Yeah, <laughs> it had going for a little number. Yeah. How about um, Ruka? Was it Ruka? Ruaka, yep, yeah, yeah. Was it. Yep. You know, I was on mine and mine. He's the old uh, Ray Allen. Uh, he, he, he gave it a similar ride to Corey Allen under the high ball last night, Ben Allen. He, he, he's still trying to get in. T- oh, I think I tipped that thing in Melbourne. It went no good, too. Benny Mellon gave it a similar sort of steer. <laughs> he's still trying to get in on How about mine. the one I tipped the week before? It's off to Hong Kong. Come on and conquer. Yeah, sold. One million dollars. What did they get for it? I think a mil. Whew. Read somewhere on Twitter. But I'm going this week. Yep. What are you on? Uh, Aussie Bloodstock. Sunny Coast. Loves race, mob. Yep. Race six. Number eight. Blue Zebra. Drawled like a bomb. Thanks, Thanks mate. Where are you going that too? That's, that's not Aussie. That's Black Soil Bloodstock. Black Soil. Sorry. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Gloves Mob. Not them at all. But uh, $3.10. Trolled like a bomb. Benny Thompson on for Tony Gollan. Yeah, I reckon it'll go close this thing. Race six, number eight, Blue Zebra. Troy? I'll go after you, James. Right. I mean, um, one, of me, one of my horses resumes here. Race six down at the Rat. It's Ballarat, Cup Day, Eureka Stockade, um, Clockwise Classic Day down there, the Magic Millions. I'm going in um, its first up, race six. It's in a benchmark 78. The horse name is Chassis. I'm sure I tipped it on this program. Yeah, you have. Got the chockies too. So, first up here, Damien Lane in the saddle. So, resumes here. It's uh, it's 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 never raced on this track actually. But um, but yeah, I thought I'm um, don't know where it's been or why it has. I thought it probably might appear in some of those lower grade races around the the Phillies races around the spring, but it didn't. So maybe they've sort of held it back and it's going to run in this. And I don't know what else they're going to do, Sue. But I think it can win this. So chassis. For Good me, price, eight bucks. Is it? Yeah, there you go. Chassis. So race six, horse number seven. Chassis. Okay, I'm going to go Sunshine Coast, race seven. 
River Racer. Yep, Les Ross. Les Ross. You get 21s at the moment. So it's the big, it's the Metro meet at the sunny coast. Yeah, it's the start of the summer carnival, the Malulabar yeah. Cup. Uh, likes the track. Distance, three for only a placing. First up, hasn't won, but it's ran six times for five placings. I like the $21. Let's have, a, so let's have a little double. I'll give you one. Straight out on it. I'll give you one. Glove would have gone. Mm. In the last. He was on at last start, and he said next start special. Tokariki lad. Oh, yeah. Got He'll be keen on that. Uh, it's fourteen hundred. Big track. L- race nine, number four, mm. four dollars sixty. Nordif on for Gollan in the last. Hasn't done anything at the at the. Track, That'll be winning too. Strange. That'll be winning that one. Mm. So yeah, so for Volsey and Gollan. Yeah. Is that Cam Brimblecombe's in it? How, how good's Volsey going? The Sinners in it too. The Sinners in it. Yeah. Sinners in the same race. Racing against each other. Oh. These two horses. He's, what a, a man! He just Quinella. has plenty, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That? He's got as many as Glover. The mm. Lloyd Williams duo out there. Yes. The old King of Mill Marin. The Sinner got the money there. Yeah. Last start, mm. too, I see. Yeah. Vols will be rolling it. Yeah. wonder if he, wonder which one he back. <laughs> Quinella. Yeah. Mm. Couple them up. Save her on one. Heavy Quinella, man. Volsey. Go into them both. Right, oh, so that's what's happening. Great show tonight. Thanks to the VAR boys for coming in. Thanks for tuning in. So don't forget as well, we'll have it up on the podcast as well. So you can go back to it via our podcast. And thanks to our listeners, of course, via Power FM in Gatton and Power FM, of course, in Toowoomba and on our live stream as well. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. We'll catch you next week. That's my rock of the week. I think he's a dead set goose. That's his spraying beer probably over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't there a rule you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games you'll see. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go.